0: Okay, good, good morning, uh, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, welcome to Free Association. Um, it's just coming up to uh, ten to four in the afternoon, night time. Still breakfast time, I think, in the states officially. Uh, not sure what what it would be. It'll be ten a.m. or no, eleven a.m. Probably now in the states. Uh, on the east coast at least and seven on the west coast that's the way that i'll work it out anyway it could be completely wrong so this is a news show i will build it as a news show uh, i'm not doing anything particularly strenuous i'm just going to have a look on bitshoot and see what clips have shown up overnight So yesterday we had a a bit of Conservative Party drama when they they had a vote of vote of no confidence in Boris Johnson, which he he, he won, kind of, but really he lost because there was one hundred and forty eight MPs who voted uh, that they didn't have faith in or confidence in his leadership. Which was what the vote was about. So I'm gonna have a look for some, some clips about about that and some other clips if there is anything. Here we go, this is Sky News Australia talking about Boris Johnson.
1: This is coverage of the Boris Johnson confidence vote, which he has won. Uh, Three hundred and fifty-nine Conservative MPs voted, two hundred and eleven voted uh, to have confidence in him in his prime minister. 148, a large number, voted against him. But he has survived. And joining me now is SNP's Westminster leader, Ian Blackford. Mr Blackford,
2: your response to this vote. My heavens, Piers, I have to say I'm astonished at the scale of the rebellion against the Prime Minister, 148 MPs, a far worse result than, for example, Margaret Thatcher faced when she faced her difficulties or Theresa May faced. And when you think about it, this is a Prime Minister that can now only count on the support of one third of the members of the House of Commons. You know, I think anybody else in the position of Boris Johnson is in today would recognise that the game is up. He's lost the moral authority to lead, he's lost the support of a sizable percentage of his own party, he doesn't have the support of the House of Commons. He's a man that I believe has abused the office of Prime Minister with his behaviour And the sooner he goes, the better. If he's not going to go tonight, I suspect that the pressure on him is going to mount over the coming period. But, I mean, we know Boris Johnson, and he's very
1: unlikely to go voluntarily. And the mechanism for removing him has now been attempted, and he would argue has failed. The rebels have tried. They didn't get enough. He's won. He lives to fight another day. How will the system stop him continuing?
2: Well, first and foremost, Pierce, when you've got a situation, I mean, you, you and I understand how important loyalty to the leader is in a parliamentary party, but when you've got more than 40% of your own colleagues are prepared to vote against you, that is not a good look. This is going to make it extremely difficult for him to command the support and trust of his own party, never mind the House of Commons. It's a lame duck Prime Minister, and one that we know is going to face very challenging circumstances in by-elections in the weeks to come. So this is not going to go away. The Tory party will have to find its own mechanism. But of course, we have the Privileges Committee as well. I believe that the Prime Minister has not just lied to the House, he's broken the ministerial code, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. But this is not over. There are many hurdles for the Prime Minister to get through. We all know that he's had an ability to escape the clutches of those seeking to hold them to account. But in the end, this will end in the removal and the failure of Boris Johnson's premiership. I mean, give me an honest answer, Mr.
1: Blackford. Is it at the stage now where you'd almost rather keep him in his position because he's so
2: damaged? No. Well, I understand why you say that. I understand why many people would say that, Piers. But at the end of the day, I think this man is a disgrace to the office that he holds. Yeah, I get the point that some people would argue that for us, electorally, he's an asset. But I believe that this man is damaging our democracy to such an extent it's in nobody's interest to keep him in power when you've got a prime minister that broke the law the first prime minister in history everything that's gone on with his behavior and his behavior will not change he treats downing street he treats parliament as a personal plaything we should be talking about what's happening with the cost of living crisis we should be talking about ukraine but it always comes back to this man boris johnson ian Bradford, thank you very much for joining me all
0: right there's a couple more clips from uh, sky news australia that one was Piers Morgan, who's on some kind of UK talk TV thing, I think, or he was. Um, but that was via Sky News Australia. All of these things end up being Rupert Murdoch in the end.
1: Well, welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncentred. Well, it turned out there was a vote of confidence in him, but not as big a vote as he would have liked. Well, I'm joined now by former Conservative MPs, Anne Whittacombe and I mean now. Welcome to you both, Anne Whedicken. Your response to this result.
3: Well, uh, I now hope very much that the rebels will accept that they've lost and not do what otherwise they might do, which is to continually rebel uh, on votes in the Commons, make his life difficult. They've got—he's got a year. He's got a year's grace, and that will bring us almost to the gates of a general election. And it's crucial now that the party puts this behind it and pulls itself together. If you ask me, Piers, will they do that? Frankly, I wouldn't bet on it. No, I
1: mean, you've got to say, though, if 42% of Conservative MPs have no confidence in a Conservative Prime Minister, why on earth would anyone want him to stay to fight an election? I mean, he's going to get completely shellacked, isn't he? The Labour Party be running that that result every two minutes.
3: Well, everything, as I've said, just depends now uh, what the reaction, not of Boris's, but of the party is. Keir Starmer doesn't have to oppose at the moment. He can just sit there and watch us lose uh, because that is what is happening. Uh, And as I say, it is down to the party. They've lost. Yes, there was a large vote, a much larger vote than is comfortable. Uh, for having no confidence, but they have lost and the party's got a straight choice. If, you, if it wants to win the next election, then it's got to go cohesively over the next two years. And if it doesn't, it will lose. And it's no good then blaming Boris can blame the rebels. Anna
1: Sobri, I mean, when Theresa May went through all this several years ago, she actually won a much bigger percentage of the vote, uh, two thirds, I think it was. And she was still gone within a few months. Boris Johnson has not even scaled the dizzy heights of Theresa May's numbers. What does that mean for him? Oh,
4: this is a big blow. Big blow. And remember, you know, credit to Boris Johnson, because he's been the the leader in 2019 when he got that big, huge majority, biggest majority since the days of Margaret Thatcher. And yet in a really short period of time because of course we've had two years of the pandemic so it's not been normal times he now finds himself in this position and i think he's toast there's no way back for him but when you say that when you you say that just
1: to just to clarify how does he become toast
4: because it's this is if you if you if you have any time for Johnson at the moment, you will have voted in favour of him, and there will have been Conservative MPs who would have given him, if you like, the the benefit of the doubt, but have such a huge number, especially on your backbenchers, because this thing called the payroll, that's people who've got government jobs, who you would expect to be loyal to the Prime Minister because they're members of his government, it's those backbenchers, and you know, they go right across. Um, the the party, the different wings of the party. Um, And so slowly more and more people, you know, it's natural. They want to be on the winning side and they will see the winning side as not being Boris Johnson. And remember, we haven't even had the two by-elections that are due on June the 23rd, both of which are going to be really bad news for Boris Johnson.
1: So he's now contaminated by the stench of impending political death, and everyone will be keen to avoid it. But and would it come if it's not Boris Johnson, as people keep asking, then who should it be? Who do you think would make a good leader of the Conservative Party and therefore right now a good prime minister?
3: Well, I think one of the reasons that he has retained the confidence of the party or of the majority of the party is that there obviously is no successor, but um, no obvious successor. Nobody waiting in the wings as he was when Theresa was under pressure. Uh, But as I say, you know, there are two ways to lose the election. Uh, One is uh, to actually um, just fall apart which is what is going to happen if they go down the Anna Soubry course and just make his life difficult. Uh, If they fall apart, they will lose the election. The other way to lose it is quite simply uh, to have the wrong leader at the wrong time Uh, and as far as the party is concerned now, it's got to decide that it's got to make Boris the right leader. They're only there because he was the right leader. He still can be, but He's got to get a grip, Piers. He's got to get a grip, not only on the party, on Downing Street, on his operation, on, on just the shambolic nature uh, of the his trouble is, to The thing. trouble is, you know, None I interviewed of him. Was here's the trouble,
1: He's here. and I'll come to Anna on this. I mean, I interviewed him for GQ years ago, and I said to him, you know, Boris, he wasn't even London Mayor then. And I said, look, I always tell people who think you're just a buffoon, that beneath the buffoon exterior lies a brilliant, calculating, ambitious political mind. And he looked at me and he said, well, Peter, you really must consider the possibility that lurking beneath the buffoon exterior is a complete buffoon. Uh, And the trouble is, I think, for Boris Johnson is the buffoon act, I think a lot of people are sick of it because they're suffering financial hardship, they see the hypocrisy over the party gate, and they're just like, you know what, I'm just done with having a buffoon. A guy who lies, you know, every day of his life. No one can trust him. And you can kind of skate through a political career like that when times are good. But when times are hard, like they are now, I just think it's
0: unsustainable. There you go. I agree with that. He is a complete liar. Every step of the way. Here's another one. I don't know whether this is from Sky Australia or not, but here's another clip. From uh, last night.
1: Welcome back to Piers Morgan. Our sensitive this is coverage of the Boris Johnson confidence vote, which he has won. Uh, 359 Conservative MPs voted. 211 voted uh, to have confidence in him continuing as Prime Minister. 148, a large number, voted against him, but he has survived. And joining me now is SNP's
2: Westminster leader, Ian Blackford. Mr. Blackford, your response to this vote? My heavens, Piers, I have to say I'm astonished at the scale of the rebellion Uh, against the...
0: I've already played that one, so I'm going to carry on. Find another clip here.
1: joined by the Shadow Foreign Secretary, David Lamy. Uh, Mr Lamy, thank you for joining me. Boris Johnson is calling this a very positive
0: result, very... Right, I've, I've listened to that one and I didn't like it particularly, so I'm going to move on again. <laughs> That's
4: to, just quickly
1: before we go to the break. If it's not Boris, who should it be? I mean, do you see anybody in the Tory ranks who you think exudes integrity, honesty, decency, the kind uh, of things many people I'm, feel I'm not are that, sorely lacking?
4: I'm not that hopeful, but you know, the standard is so low. I mean the, the bar is in hell, right? So I, I I think like literally cucumber would have more integrity than Boris at this point. I, I don't really buy the the excuse that there's no one else. Find someone else, right? Find anyone else and put them through the ranks because you cannot. Have this man. I mean, I and see and
1: Ben. Face- wall- I see so Ben Wallace, for example, or Tom Tugendhat. People like this. I personally, want I, when I short. listen, but well, Penny Morden maybe as well. Um, I listen to people like that, and I, I think I hear people who appear to have integrity. I don't know enough about them to really assess it, but I don't think there's option. There's no one out there yeah. who can restore trust. I don't think it's true.
4: I think I think the bigger issue is not just a single person. It's about the party and the principles that underpin the party and the vision for the party. The current Conservative Party has no vision. It's not very conservative. Most of the, the their current MPs wouldn't even fit into Blair's government, right, because they'd be too left-wing. So, I mean, there's literally... You're not wrong. This is okay. the interesting thing, though, because we've got
3: this idea that, okay, so there's free marketeers who want to go back to austerity, basically, and that's... There's a battle for the soul of
0: the past. That right. would be an interesting, actually, political discussion to yeah. have. All right, so let's see if we, uh, if we can find something else. I think that's more or less all of them. That's more or less all of the Boris Johnson stuff for the time being. So let's have a look at the entertainment side so this is the entertainment category, I will tell you what people have been uploading. Night of the Living Dead, uh, some Donald Duck, Fighting 69th, which is an old war movie. Some Stargate, some Stargate Atlantis. Jericho, whatever Jericho is. Sliders. Uh, Farscape. Orville. The Orville, I don't know what that is. It's a science fiction series of some sort. Ellery Queen. I used to like the Ellery Queen Who Done It when I was a, when I was a kid. Nineteen seventy five, so I would have been ten years old. Marlowe, which is a James Garner version, Uh, The Truman Show, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is a Nicolas Cage movie that's just come out, let's have a look at that, I think I might watch that this afternoon, yeah I think I will, so I'm going to call that a day.